question based upon both of your answers. Stephen A., let me highlight something you said and ask the obvious follow-up. Uh, Westbrook has not made it out of the first round since KD left. You pointed that out. It'll be three straight seasons of first-round exits. Can you win in the NBA with your team led by Russell Westbrook? It appears to be no at this particular moment in time. It, it appears to be not if Russell Westbrook is your number one option, not if he's your leader. Nobody would sense, uh, would question a talent of Russell Westbrook. We know he's an elite talent. Uh, he's superstar caliber talent. But when you play the point guard position and you're ball dominant, meaning you're running the offense and most of the stuff is in your hands, that means the decision making is also on your shoulders, not just your prowess as an athlete and as an individual talent. How the team does matters. For example, we could take it off the court. Paul George plays well in game three. They win game three. At the end of the game, Russell Westbrook's been saying next question to a particular reporter. Paul George, one of the nicest human beings you could ever encounter, who has never been known ever to have any kind of problem with the media, to my knowledge. He gets asked a question on about the last dunk, which, by the way, I had no problem with. And I don't think anybody but Portland should have had a problem with. And who cares? Because they knew they were going to get on the court to get at them for game four. What was Paul George's answer? Next question. Welcome, welcome to Clutch Time with Mike on the mic with your favorite mic recording your favorite podcast. Uh, it's Monday, April 22nd. Um, NBA playoffs in full swing. And I got an issue, so I'm going to talk about it. Because y'all working my last nerve with this foolishness that y'all be talking. So, it's the playoffs. And for one, like I said before, it's just not the same. LeBron's not in the playoffs for the first time in 13 years. So, it's, it's really weird. And the ratings say that. Clearly, I'm right because the ratings are down 31%. But you guys know why the ratings are down 31%. Part of it is because it's LeBron. And the other part of it is because y'all know just as well as I do, playoff basketball is different than regular season basketball. And we know that if there's anybody that has a nickname called playoff whatever, it's LeBron James. Playoff Bron is a real thing. These other guys that's got these playoff names, Playoff P, which is Playoff Paul George, that's not a real thing. I seen somebody say last night, Playoff Dame, which is Playoff Damian Lillard, that's not a real thing. I don't want to hear Playoff Westbrook, Playoff Harden, Playoff Steph Curry, Playoff whoever. I don't want to hear none of that. The reason why I'm irritated is because it seems like we have forgotten that the playoffs matter. Playoff success matters. You, in my opinion, regular season games, regular season, that's what builds your Hall of Fame career. That's what, what makes you a Hall of Famer. But being a Hall of Famer shouldn't be the end-all, be-all. The end all be all should you should be that you're gonna be remembered as one of the all time great legendary players. Now, <clears throat> Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
um, whoever else, Kawhi Leonard, all of these guys that is playing, these stars that are playing this year, they're, you know, building their Hall of Fame resumes and all of that. But if you want to be considered an all-time great to where you're mentioned, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years later, playoffs matter. And it seems like we're getting away from the fact that we get so amazed by what we see in the regular season that when these players get to the playoffs and they go out, you know, flaming out, you know, looking terrible, that nobody holds them accountable. And it's it's annoying to hear because maybe it's just me or maybe because I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan and this is what I had to sit through for years. But before LeBron won his first title, like literally – they analyzed every regular season game, every action, every tweet, everything that this man did because he hadn't won yet. And I'm just like, well, if y'all held him to that standard, then what about these other so-called superstars that we have in the NBA? So last night we watched the Portland Trailblazers go into Oklahoma City in a game four pivotal game four, and they came out, they withstood the adrenaline rush, that that all that emotion that happens in, in games like that, and, you know, they played even kill with the Thunder till about, I don't know, about three minutes left in the second half. Russell Westbrook hits a three and goes off. You would think that he just hit a shot in game seven, and they just won a championship. But no, it was just a three that put them put the Thunder up seven, which I can understand. He got his own little rivalry going on with Dame Lillard. And, you know, he's been getting dogged in the media for the first two games. He had a good game three. He's come back game four, and he started off hot. I was like, oh, we about to, you know, we about to have a series. It's about to be 2-2. Now, the reason why I'm getting on Russell Westbrook is because Russell Westbrook is one of the faces of the NBA. He's the face of a franchise. He is, you know, he's a lot of fans, somebody that we all like to watch. And the reason being is because I haven't seen anybody in any sport play the game harder than Russell Westbrook. He leaves it all out on the court, whether it's game one or it's game 82. He comes out there and he plays to – you know, his standards, and I love to watch him play. I will not deny that. Love to watch him play. But generally, when you get in the playoffs, you've got to understand the game slows down. You're playing the same team at least four games. The coaches are game planning specifically how to stop you. And in Russell Westbrook's case, Russell Westbrook, if I was a coach, I don't even think I really need a game plan for Russell Westbrook because history has shown us that Russell Westbrook is going to play himself out of a game and he can play his team out of a game real quickly. Um, So going back to where it was the Thunder were up seven in the second half, the Trailblazers go on an 11-0 run to close the half. So instead of being down seven, now they're up four. In this same instance, Russell Westbrook goes 0 for 3 with a turnover. So he's contributing to this run. Then in the second half, 
you start off down four and you know that third quarter um, can be a swing quarter because either you can go into the fourth relatively close or you could be down for a blowout. And you don't want to go back to Portland down 3-1. But lo and behold, here we are Monday uh, evening and the Thunder are down 3-1. And again, the reason why I'm getting on Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook, I think this is his ninth or tenth season, and Russell Westbrook is 30 years old. He's played 96 career playoff games, and he, to me, is one of the top players in the game. But for a guy of his basketball stature, acumen, IQ, the man still doesn't understand time, score, all of that. I, I don't get it. Y'all realize that last night in the second half, Russell Westbrook went 0 of 7 and scored one point in the second half. One point for the face of the franchise. One point. And he hit one free throw. He missed the other free throw. He made one free throw. I I don't get it. And I said this on Facebook the other day, and people were – you know, just like, I don't believe you said that. To me, in my opinion, as I've always told y'all, there are levels to these NBA players. There are bench players, there are role players, there's starters, there's stars, there are all-stars, there are superstars, and then there's the elite. I consider Russell Westbrook in that superstar category. Russell Westbrook deserves all the money that he gets. He deserves all the accolades and adulation that he gets. Um, You know, all his endorsement deals and him being, like I said, one of the faces of the NBA. He's box office. Like, I would pay my money to go watch Russell Westbrook play. But what comes with being a superstar is you got to have playoff success. You can't keep saying you're the best in the world or you're one of the best in the world, and you're getting bounced out in the first round of the playoffs every year. And, you know, back to my earlier point, the playoffs are where legends are born. Think about it. Think think about it. Think about some of your favorite players' most iconic plays. Like I said, LeBron James is one of my favorite is, is my favorite player, second favorite player of all time. But some of his most iconic plays, the dunk where he dunked on KG uh, when he was with the Cavaliers the first time, the Game Five special in Detroit where he scored forty eight points, he scored twenty five straight, twenty nine of the last thirty points. The game six against Boston where he dropped 45, 15, and five in an elimination game. Game seven against the Spurs in 2013 where he dropped 37 points. He was five of 10 from the three-point line. Game seven against the Warriors in their house, 73 and nine, that iconic block. Think about Michael Jordan, the shrug after he hit six threes in the first half in game two against Portland. The him going up against the Lakers uh, in their first championship where he went to go dunking and he switched and laid the ball up. His shot over Craig Elo in the playoffs where it was do or die. His uh, game six against Utah where he held the sh- where he held the pose after he hit the shot. Some of the most iconic moments happen in the playoffs. That's why 
you always hear people saying LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, who's the GOAT. For Russell Westbrook, you were playing with another top player, and he ended up leaving for, you know, he said, you know, he never said it was you, but that was his speculation in the media. Whatever, you know, y'all split, cool. But you're making him look like, you're making all these people look like they're right, that it was all you, Russell Westbrook. Last night, Against the Warriors, or not, excuse me, against the Warriors, against the Rockets, not even the Rockets, Lord have mercy, against the Portland Trailblazers, um, Russell Westbrook played 40 minutes. He was 5 of 21 from the field, 2 of 7 from the three-point line with nine rebounds, seven assists, three uh, fouls, and he only scored 14 points. So, Russ, it you know, we know that being up 3-1 means nothing because y'all were up 3-1 on the Warriors and blew it, and then the Warriors were up 3-1 on the Cavs and blew it. So you might you might change what's about to happen. But if you don't, and the war and the Thunder go out again in the first round of the playoffs for the third year in a row, which two of those years you've had another star in Paul George, and last year it was you, Paul George, and Melo, and you go out in the first round again in five games or six games, however long it's going to be, I'm not going to call you a superstar anymore. You're just going to be a star. You're going to be a regular season player. Your claim to fame is going to be that you were the triple-double king. That is no small accomplishment that you've averaged a triple-double for three seasons. But And you won an MVP with it when you was on a team basically by yourself. You won an MVP and averaged a triple-double, and you broke the triple-double record for most triple-doubles in the season. Good job. Good job. But I'm all about what are you doing for me in the playoffs? Like, what what, what have you done? Since KD left, you're 0-2 in the first round, and you're about to be 0-3. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And it's not like... Y'all were the betting favorites against uh, Portland. So Vegas, the the odds makers think y'all should win. Last year, y'all were the fourth seed or fifth seed. I I, I can't remember. But you guys lost to the Utah Jazz. And then the year before that, um, y'all were the sixth seed and y'all ended up playing the Rockets. Were y'all going to beat the Rockets? Questionable. But you didn't. You lost in five games. You lost in six last year. It's looking like you're about to lose in five. So, to me, it seems like the biggest problem is Russell Westbrook. And it's hard for me to say that because I love Russ. Like I said, I love his passion for the game and and, and the way in which he plays it. But it's just not looking good. And, I, you know, I really can't defend it anymore. So, I hope that you know, Russ is able to turn it around and you guys are able to make this a series and maybe you might come back and win and maybe we can revisit this conversation and I'll change my mind. But for right now, Russ, you making a triple-double look easy, but you make winning a playoff series look like it is, uh, like it's rocket science. Like we're trying to build a, a space bridge or something. That's how hard you make it look. And I think the criticism is warranted. Like, you deserve all the criticism that's coming your way today is going to come your way if you guys end up losing this series because um, 
there's no way to defend any in defend it anymore. Like you, you shoot, you get into these one on one rivalries with Dame Lillard, and Dame torched you last night. Like he torched you. And and one thing that I'm very big on, very big on. I used to love to see it when uh you know when I was coming up watching Kobe and Iverson go against each other or T-Mac and Kobe or KG and uh, Tim Duncan or later on watching Kobe and LeBron because they had the whole who's the best in the league thing. They guarded each other when it mattered the most. Uh, LeBron and KD, KD and, and whoever, Steph and, and Russell Westbrook, uh, James Harden and Steph Curry, whoever. If you are screaming – you're the best player on your team, and if you got a beef going on with another guy on the team, and y'all play the same position, when it's crunch time, you should be guarding that guy. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The only time you shouldn't be guarding him is if it's some kind of switch or whatever the case may be that you get switched off of that guy because of whatever set that they run. Cool, whatever, I'm okay with that. That's different. But when you're blatantly not trying to guard the guy that you've called out, then I got a problem with it. When the game started to get close a little bit last night, it wasn't Russ that stepped up to try to guard Dame Lillard. It was Paul George. Where was Russ at? Russ was standing over in the corner guarding whoever that was off the ball and was just standing there trying to wait for a three-point shot in the corner. I don't want to see that. I want to see Russ versus Dame going mano we mano because this is what, you know, you guys said on the court. Y'all got a real rivalry. Okay, let's see it. That is that's, – that's what I'm talking about. Playoffs matter. The playoffs matter. Russ has made – he's made the triple-double look so simple and so easy that we – we just marvel at it, and then when it comes to the playoffs, he loses. Like, say he loses tomorrow, and they're going to talk about it Wednesday, and then we won't hear nothing else about it. No, 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 no. My man's needs to produce. Russ, you got you to gotta be better. There's no reason in the world for your team <clears throat> to be down three games to one to a team that I think, outside of Damon, C.J. McCollum, you guys are better than. I don't I I just don't get it. And if you're the superstar that we all, you know, think that you are, then you you got to do better. You got to do better. And one thing that I saw that was most true today, um, you know, I I be on Facebook, I follow a lot of sports pages, and one of these is called Open Court, and what it says is uh, quote, both LeBron James and Russell Westbrook stuffed the stat sheet, but the difference between the two players is what doesn't show up on the box score. Composure, decision-making, true efficiency, late-game execution, tempo, control of the game, leadership, keeping others in rhythm, shot distribution, basketball IQ, understand what it truly takes to win upon many other things, close quote. So the difference between LeBron and Russ is we've seen LeBron mess up horribly at the end of games. We have. But LeBron has learned, and LeBron is a three-time champ. And, you know, he keeps players in rhythm, and he doesn't get into the whole one-on-one matchup thing and takes everybody else out of rhythm. He understands what's going on on the court. And, you know, 
for the most part, LeBron has had great playoff success. Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, if you guys are up four points, you know, with 20 seconds left and you get the ball, why are you, why are you like running down the court trying to score as fast as possible and possibly either turning the ball over or missing the shot and giving them an extra chance? That's what I mean by basketball IQ and time and score of what's going on in the game. Russell Westbrook has been in the league too long to not understand this. So at the end of the day, um, if the, the Thunder lose, and really not even if they lose, I, it's just uh, apparent to me watching this that Russell Westbrook can't be the best player on your team to win a championship. He just can't. He can't be the number one option on your team to win a championship. And I know y'all are probably like, well, why don't you get on Paul George? I would get on Paul George if this was Paul George's franchise. Paul George isn't the face of this franchise. Paul George isn't the the you know one of the faces of the NBA. Paul George is a good player, but Paul George is just a star in this league. Indiana was a long time ago when him and LeBron were going back and forth when it was the Pacers versus the Heat. That was a long time ago. Ever since then, uh, Paul George has been you know he had that horrific leg injury, but when he came back the next year, this is if they lose, this will be Paul George's fourth year in a row that he's been knocked out in the first round. So he ain't – he's already at that star level. He's not a superstar anymore. And Russell Westbrook, for better or for worse, you know, he's going to play the way he plays and he's not going to change his game up and we shouldn't expect him to do anything otherwise. But he is who he is and he's not a championship caliber player to where he's number one – he's the number one option. It's just not going to work. Just like – a lot of people said in Melo's career he couldn't be the number one option on the team because um, they weren't winning. So now I have to look at Russell Westbrook in the same light. It's tough to do. Like I said, I love to watch Russ play. He's he's hard-nosed. He's gritty. And he just does things on a basketball court that just amaze me at times. But when it comes to playoffs, man, your playoff resume matters. It does. Now, he might be a Hall of Famer. We're going to call him the triple-double king, but that's it. That's it. And when I say playoffs matter, let me give you all an example. Anybody who grew up around the time I did, like watching basketball from like 2000 on, even probably before then, but I'm just saying, just starting there, who is one of the most exciting players that we got to watch? A lot of the players in the league at the time, Shaq, Iverson, Kobe, uh, Vince Carter, uh, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Steve Francis, Michael Jordan uh, had came back and played a little bit. Uh, Yao Ming had made, you know, his emergence and stuff like that. But you know who was one of the best players for us to watch play? His name was Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady, arguably – when he was in Orlando, you could have made the argument that he was the best player in basketball. But you know why that didn't hold? You know, you could argue it, but it really wouldn't hold up. He had no playoff success. Do y'all realize in Tracy McGrady's whole career, I'm talking about Tracy McGrady with the the Magic and the Rockets when he was in his prime and he was at the top of his game for the most part when he wasn't injured. Y'all realize Tracy McGrady never made it past the first round of the playoffs? Y'all realize that in 2000, 
I believe it was 2003, if I'm not mistaken. I apologize if I'm wrong. He was up 3-1 on the Pistons, and they ended up losing four games to three. Do you realize he never made it past the first round with the Rockets? The only time that I know of that Tracy McGrady made it past the first round of the playoffs was when he was with the Spurs and he was riding the bench. That's it. That is it. And that was that same 2013 playoffs where the Spurs and the Heat had that epic seven-game series. That is the only time I've known Tracy McGrady to make it past the first round of the playoffs. Now, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, for me – and I think for most athletes, being mentioned with the all-time greats and being mentioned like on the Mount Rushmore and being mentioned in, you know, a different breadth of 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 stardom and, and legend status and all of that is one thing. Being a Hall of Famer is, is something else. Being a Hall to get to that level, Hall of Fame comes with it. Now when we start talking about Hall of Famers, yes, Tracy McGurdy is a Hall of Famer, but that's where the conversation stops. There's no, oh, man, Tracy McGrady, you know, he's up there with with MJ and Magic and LeBron and Shaq and Kareem and Wilt. No, not even close to that conversation. Tracy McGrady is in the Hall of Fame. Tracy McGrady's probably still in the waiting room before he even thinks about getting in those kind of conversations. That's where Russ is heading. Russ is heading towards you sit in the waiting room and let us go in here and deliberate and let us let's talk about it for a few days before we even think about you even being able to come into the first level of this building of where Hall of Famers and legendary players are at. That's where Russ is going. So um hopefully Russ and them can make you know some history happen and come back. I highly doubt it, but if they lose whenever the next game is. I don't want to hear Russ is a superstar. I don't want to hear that Russ is, you know, a top five player in the league and all of this. I don't want to hear that anymore. He'd still be top 10, but you're not one of the top five players if you're losing in the first round every year because then when it really matters, where are you? Where are you? Why do you think that LeBron has had a stranglehold as the best player in the game for so long? The man was in the finals eight straight years. You didn't have no choice but to watch his greatness on display. That's why it was hard for anybody to say, well, such and such is better. It might be easier for you to say this year because he's not in it and Kevin Durant is being held as the best player in basketball. But, again, it wasn't but just last summer that LeBron took the Cavs to the finals and dropped 51 in game one. That was one of the greatest postseason runs I've ever seen, and they didn't even win a championship. So I'm sorry, Russ, you know. The the honeymoon, I mean, the honeymoon been over, but the honeymoon is really over. Like at this point, you're just a star. You're not, you're not, you're not a superstar. It's a lot of other point guards out here that's making you look like you're falling down the list. Steph, James Harden, Kyrie, Dame Lillard is out playing you right now. So that's four people I didn't name before I even got to before I even got to you. So you know, at the end of the day, you might prove me wrong. Who knows? You might come back next year with a vengeance and make it to the finals. Who knows? I doubt it, but who knows? So until then, Russ, you are no longer a superstar in my book. You are a star. And that's where you're going to stay until you can get past the first round of the playoffs, man. You're getting too old to be still having on-court one-on-one beefs and letting that get in the the way of the actual game. So until then... Don't bring Russell Westbrook to me as 
one of the the top tier elite players in the game. I ain't trying to hear it no more, man. Playoff success matters. And in the next segment, after we take a quick break, I'm going to get on James Harden because y'all think just because he won the other night with his team that that absolves him from what happened during the game. Uh Uh-uh. It's not how this works. It's not how this works. So real quickly, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And I'm going to get on James Harden. And then we can go on about our, our Monday night. So we'll be right back with more clutch time with Mike on the mic. As I've been saying, if Harden hits shots, not just plays well, not just, you know, jumps into passing lanes or otherwise plays disruptive defense or hooks up his team, I'm talking about if Harden not just continues to shoot, but hits shots, Stephen A., the Rockets will beat the Warriors. Welcome back to Clutch Time with Mike on the mic again with your favorite Mike and you're listening to your favorite podcast. In the first segment, I had to get on Russell Westbrook, um, one of, like I said, my favorite players to watch. But in this segment, we're going to get on a player that I just, I, I don't care about like at all. I don't. I don't. I just, I, uh, uh God. I just, yeah. So, James Harden, y'all have heard me go off and go in on James Harden on previous podcasts. I've done it on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, what, whatever. Anytime I've argued with my boys and James Harden name come up, I lay into him. And the reason why is because I've never seen a superstar, yeah, if y'all can see the sarcasm in my face and voice, I've never seen a superstar player when the pressure is on at any moment, he crumbles. And the latest episode of When James Harden Crumbles um, was just this past weekend. Now, the Rockets won the game 104 to 101. But as I said, that does not absolve you from having one of the worst games in a big moment. This is just not how this works. And I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. <clears throat> I don't I really don't. So for those of you who didn't see it or or I, it wasn't talked about as much this morning because Russell Westbrook went to bed last night. But the Rockets beat the Jazz 104-101 in what I call a pivotal game three. Why do I call a game three pivotal in any series? Because you are the home, the Rockets are the home team, the higher seed, and are going up against the lower seed. So, of course, they have the first two home games. They win the first two home games. Cool. Cool. Now, you're going into their house. Why is game three pivotal? Because you're up 2-0. If you win the game, now you're up 3-0, and the chances of them coming back are, like, below 1%. Like, I'd probably put it at 0.01. Probably less than that if there was something less than that. Um, But if you lose the game, you're now only up 2-1, and they have another game at their house, so you're possibly going back to Houston tied 2-2 in another pivotal game in a game five. 
Why does that matter? Because if something happens and you lose and you come back to Utah down 3-2, then they have a chance to close you out on their home floor, and they play pretty good at home. So that's why I say game three was pivotal. Now, as I stated before, the Rockets won the game by three points. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go on the road and win. But and generally, in most instances, I would say you get it how you can get it. A dub is a dub. But when it comes to James Harden, my whole gripe with James Harden is when the biggest moments arise, he he fumbles, he he falters, he just he looks like he's a deer in headlights. And if this was the first time it happened, I wouldn't say a word. But we have years, years of this, years, going all the way back to the finals when he was with OKC and he was coming off the bench. That whole five-game series, James Harden literally had one good half of basketball in five games, 24 minutes of good basketball in five games. That's it. Ever since then, between going 0 for 20, well, it wasn't him specifically, but he was part of it. Team going 0 for 27 against the Warriors in a game seven last year, and you were at home. That's the crazy part. You you had a home game and lost. To the year before that, going against the Spurs, and you're at your house. The Spurs don't have Kawhi Leonard. They didn't have Pau Gasol. They were just out there looking like a JV team. James Harden almost had more turnovers than he did points. You know how hard that is to do? Do you know how hard that is to do? James Harden has had some of the worst playoff moments that I can ever remember a superstar having. So, at halftime of that game, James Harden was 0 of 10 from the field, 0 of 5 from three-point land, and had three turnovers. The only reason that he had points is because he got to the free throw line and he gets these absurd foul calls that we watch throughout the regular season. And if you think that's just being me being biased because I don't really care for James Harden, I'm not the only one that feels that way. That's just how it is. Now, James Harden finished the game. Now, I will give him credit. He did hit shots in the fourth quarter to put his team up and put his team in a position to win. James Harden in 39 minutes was 3 of 20 from the field, 2 of 13 from three-point land, four rebounds, 10 assists, five fouls. He had 22 points. 14 of those came from the free throw line. So just because the Rockets won does not absolve the fact, again, that this man wet the bed in a Pivotal big game. Now, of course, everybody will say they got the dub. Who cares? Y'all do realize, had that been a team with some offense, they would have lost. Had that been Portland, had that been Denver, had that been the Spurs, had that been the Warriors, they would have lost. And everybody would have been looking at James Harden like, here you go again, blowing it in big games. I don't get it. 
Never seen a dude that is good for one of these games every single series. I don't get it. I don't. And the little clip that y'all heard before we came back from break, that was Max Kellerman talking about James Harden. And did you hear what he kept saying? If James Harden hits shots and all the other stuff that he needs to do that they can beat the Warriors, do you know what he was saying in layman's terms? He was saying if James Harden doesn't choke, then they can beat the Warriors. And at this point, for James Harden not to choke, that seems like a tall task because I'm here to tell y'all, I I just, like, uh, mm, uh, mm, 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 mm. I just, I don't get it, y'all. The man, the man is not clutch. He's not somebody I'd want on my team. I'm sorry. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't draft James Harden on my team. I just, I wouldn't do it. Like, there's too many other great shooting guards that have come along and that I know for a fact have the mental the mental capacity and the mental wherewithal to let me not go out here and and blow this game for my team. Like, I'm doing everything I can to blow it. Thank God that they got my back. Because they should have lost. They should have lost. They didn't. All the credit in the world to the Rockets. But I'm just saying. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, Clyde Drexler, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, Jerry West. I don't even know who else I can name. Clay Thompson. All of these shooting guards. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady might have never made it past the first round, but I don't remember Tracy McGrady having these god-awful showings every postseason. I don't. I don't remember Allen Iverson having these god-awful showings in the postseason. Jerry West was 1-9 in the NBA Finals. But that means he was in the Finals 10 damn times. So that means... He wasn't. He was losing on the biggest stage to whoever they were losing to. Probably the Celtics from way back when, when they were destroying everybody. That's why Bill Russell got eleven rings. I don't remember Clyde Drexler having these terrible showings. I don't remember Reggie Miller having these terrible showings every playoffs. I remember Reggie Miller scoring what was it? Six points in eight seconds or eight points in eight seconds, whatever it was, and then throwing up the chokes on to, to Spike Lee when the Knicks were blowing it? That's what I remember. I don't remember Ray Allen having these terrible moments in the playoffs. I remember Ray Allen catching uh, or Chris Bosh getting a rebound and kicking it out to Ray Allen and Ray Allen drilling a three to tie the game up in game six against the Spurs in 2013. I don't remember D-Wade having these horrible games in the playoffs every season. I remember D-Wade taking over and absolutely destroying the Dallas Mavericks. I remember in 2012 in game four when uh, D-Wade had an average game in game three where he came out and scored 30 points. I remember in game six of that same series where he dropped 41 to close him out. That's what I remember. I remember D-Wade in them same 2013 or in the 2013 finals in game four 
turning back the clock and showing us that Flash was still here and absolutely destroying the Spurs. That's what I remember. I remember Kobe Bryant hitting clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot uh, in the first three championships. I remember Kobe Bryant dropping 40 points and 40 points here and 40 points there on the Celtics in the finals and then on the Magic in the finals. That's what I remember. I remember Jordan for God knows how many moments in the playoffs. I don't remember these guys having crazy drop the ball, scared, deer in the headlights. I'm about to piss on myself moments in the playoffs. I don't. Like I said with Russ earlier, James Harden is one hell of a regular season player. When it comes to the playoffs, I just don't get it. I don't. And I feel like at the end of this this postseason, if James Harden goes out like he's been going out where it is just ugly, then James Harden is going to be in the same category as Russell Westbrook. You're just a star. You're not a you're not a superstar. You're you're not one of the elites in my book. You are just a star. You're great for regular season games. We'll watch you drop 30 points, 30 or more points, 32, 33 straight games, whatever it was. We'll watch you drop 57 on a Tuesday and then come right back on Thursday and drop another 58. That's fine. Cool, all good and well. Great for YouTube. But I need to see some, like I said before, it's not that James Harden be losing. It's the way he loses. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see why that's not a bigger thing. Like this applies in all sports. Like I was getting on Peyton Manning. It's not that Peyton Manning was losing. It was the way that he was losing. How are you, how how do you want me to call you? the greatest quarterback in the game, and you're the one throwing the game-winning interception to the other team. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't. I don't. Playoff success matters. It does. Just to switch sports, I think Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player I've ever seen in my life. What the hell did Barry Bonds do in the playoffs? Nothing that I know of, and I don't even I don't watch baseball like that, but I don't ever remember watching Sports Center and them talking about what Barry Bonds did in the playoffs. I don't. I don't. The playoffs matter. So James Harden, yes, y'all won game three, but for the love of the Lord, can you please have a playoff series? where you do not wet the bed and your mama got to come up there and change your sheets because you done pissed all in her bed and it stank up there. That's that's what I need. That's really what I need. James Harden, you out here looking like Kyle Lowry. You know how I feel about Kyle Lowry. That joker suck. You out here looking like Smush Parker and Jamarcus Russell and all of these other sorry, no good, non-balling basketball players. Yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. But um, the playoffs continue. A couple of quick hitters. Let's see what we got going on. Um, Who plays tonight? What's today? Monday. 
So the Bucks and the Pistons, Bucks up 3 0. I'm sure they're going to close that out tonight. Oh, Rockets and the Jazz tonight. They're up 3 0. Houston is. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Tuesday, Magic and the Raptors. Magic are down 3 1. So they're probably going to be going home in four or five games to the Raptors. And the Raptors are at home. Uh, Nets in the 76ers. 76ers are up 3 1. If I was them, I think they can beat the Nets without Joel Embiid. So I probably would sit him down, let him get some rest for that knee. They'll probably close that out in five. Spurs in the Nuggets, pivotal game five tomorrow. Pivotal game five. This could really swing the series. The Nuggets um, are going to be at home for game five. So if they can win that and be up 3-2, you know, they know they got the game seven in their back pocket, but – do you really want to go against Greg Popovich in a game seven? I wouldn't. So if they win tonight, I definitely would expect them to come out firing in game six um, to kind of close the Spurs out there. Then we got the Thunder and the Trailblazers tomorrow. Um, Portland's up 3-1, and they're back home in a game five. So um, that series could probably be over as well. Um, who else? The Celtics swept the Pacers, so that series is over with. Um, the Warriors are up 3-1 on the Clippers, so I'm pretty sure that's over with. Uh, Patrick Beverly, it was fun while it lasted, but y'all are probably going home. Sorry to my dog, Lou Will, probably going home too. Um, that's it for the playoffs. So we'll see how everything shake out. But, um, again, as always, I appreciate everybody tuning into the podcast. Sorry about this Monday episode, but the Thunder and the Blazers game got over like around midnight last night. and. You know, I'm older now, so I be needing to get my sleep, especially for Mondays, because we know Mondays are the worst. That's it. James Harden plays like a Monday. Don't nobody like Mondays, especially if you work for a living. Don't nobody like Mondays. So, yeah. But, um, again, I appreciate everybody listening. This has been another episode of Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. It's funny, because the name of this episode is, if you're listening to this, the playoffs matter. So Russell Westbrook and James Harden, the playoffs matter. Stop coming out here looking like scrubs. That's all I got for you. I'll holler.